All right, folks, what's going on? Here we go. 47 for Friday coming at you once again. Feel like I always need to look at my phone for whatever day it is today. But we got December 6th coming at you. And honestly, I'm a little under the weather right now. I apologize. Probably just a caffeine withdrawal if we're being totally honest. But nonetheless, got a show to do. Took off last week. Wasn't going to take off two weeks in a row. Couldn't do that at all. So with that being said, we are back one more time. 47 Foot Friday. And obviously, as always, every week, couldn't do it without my help from Amherst Pizza and Alehouse. Uh, actually, haven't been there in about a week or so. Uh, a lot of stuff going on outside of 47 Foot Friday and outside of Trainwreck. I've um, been trying to keep my own head on straight. But ultimately, I'm definitely going back there. Might even be tonight. Uh, you know, we got some good college football going on tonight. I want to say uh, Utah, Oregon is going on tonight, I believe. So uh, definitely going to make sure I get there for that for 8 o'clock this evening. Uh, looks like Utah's a six and a half point spread, so I'm going to take Utah. Uh, give me, you know, give me the points with Utah. Um, but obviously, you know, Amherst Pizza and House is definitely going to always be your place to go. Great food, great pizza, wings. Uh, we'll see, great beer, TVs all around the place. Uh, if you're going for Sabres games, they got Hockey Night in Amherst, half price medium pepperoni pizzas, and half price pitchers of Molson and Coors Light. So, honestly, if you're ever looking for a place to go to watch, especially Sabres hockey, uh, but any sports at all in general, get on down to Cross Point Parkway, right off of Millersport. It's going to be your spot to go. That being said, going to start a little bit different than I normally do. Uh, normally, I first thing we do is jump into a Thursday night football recap. Switching it up this week a little bit, jumping into a little mixed martial art talk. So, uh Recently, in the last couple of weeks since I've done an episode, Conor McGregor is set to fight Cowboy Cerrone uh, January 18th, 2020 in Las Vegas. Um, it's a big you know, return tour for Conor McGregor. Uh, looks like I believe he signed on a three-fight deal with UFC, uh, first of which would be this fight against Cerrone. A lot of people believe his second fight would be up against someone uh, like a Diaz or uh, trying to believe who else I've seen in the in the talks for that. But then obviously it's ultimately culminating to uh, the third win that he wants to get, or third match he wants to get his win against Nurmagomedov. Did I do that right? Nurmagomedov? Nurmagomedov? Khabib? Uh, fuzzy hair gopher guy? Um, so ultimately, I you know, that's the goal. He wants to get back to that and get that rematch and get the win. He's going to have to go through Cowboy Throne first, and he's going to have to go through Diaz or maybe even Jorge Masvidal. Uh, one of those two are probably going to be his you know, his next plan of attack. But ultimately, I'm really excited to see this McGregor-Cowboy fight because I think this is something that, not that Cowboy is an easy matchup. I don't, you know, I don't think that it's considered a given. Um, but definitely it's, you know, a little bit of a tune-up fight for McGregor. You know, something to... Get him back in the ring. Get him back in the tune of fighting. Ultimately, get him a matchup that he can win. Um, you know, I think if you jumped right into a, a rematch with Nurmagomedov, uh, I don't think he would win that. I don't think he... Honestly, I don't think he has what it takes to beat Khabib. I think the style of fighting is just too different, too outmatched. Could be mistaken. McGregor could have just come in underprepared for the first match and ultimately just didn't have what it took to win. I get that. Um, but I think this is going to be a good match for a return for McGregor. Would love to see three fights in 2020. If the third one is a Khabib rematch in the beginning of 2021, uh, I don't think anyone will be you know, too mad about that either. But I, to my knowledge, a deal um, is that he's coming back for three fights in 2020. 
it's a lot on his plate, but I think uh, you know, I think it's something he can definitely do for sure. Um, with that being said, I mean it's not too much of a bold prediction to say that McGregor can walk away winning this fight. Um, I mean, in their if you're talking their primes, McGregor definitely had the talent over Cowboy. Um, I mean the fights McGregor was winning when he was at his prime and just he was knocking people out within seconds, um, or even just playing with them and knocking them out later. So I, you know, if we're talking prime versus prime, I would say it's McGregor's talent all day long. Um, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily think that in 2020, you know, this coming year that the level of talent may still be that way. I think it's a lot more even matched if not, you know, if not even Cowboys throne might have a little bit of a, of an advantage, but I think it's something, something people can look back on at the end of next year and say, this was the return. This kind of got the notorious back on track. Um, I know I've been having these conversations with Thomas takeover, my buddy, um, you know, is he going to get, is McGregor going to get the job done? Um, is this going to be, you know, is 2020 going to be the last we see of McGregor? Does he win any of these? Um, and ultimately if he doesn't beat Cowboy, does he, you know, what are the quality of the next couple of matches he gets? You're not going to put him in line for a Khabib rematch or a Diaz Masvidal fight. Um, if McGregor's kind of getting his ass whooped, um, in every fight he, you know, he goes up again. So, I think it's going to be interesting. If you're looking for my prediction, I really do think McGregor is going to win this fight. I think he is still a insanely talented fighter. I think his level of ability is still very high. And I think his desire to win is higher than anybody's. Uh, I just don't think he's... Uh, I don't think he's all the way back yet. I don't think he's... I wouldn't even say all the way back. I don't know if he has the same level of talent after the, you know, the horrible 2019 that he went through with out of the ring stuff that kind of weighs a toll on you just as much as the physical stuff can. So look for McGregor to win this fight against Cowboy throne and uh, move on to a Masvidal Diaz fight. We'd love to see a Diaz fight me personally, but you know, just be on the lookout for that. I suppose now onto the good stuff onto the Thursday night football recap. And then a little bit of NFC East talk. Uh, we got last night Dallas Cowboys who dropped the game to the Chicago Bears in Chicago. Uh, Dallas lost by seven. Dallas is now six and seven, and Chicago is now seven and six. Of all the teams you'd think to make a climb back into the playoff spot, I would not imagine Chicago to be one of them. But, you know, I mean, hey, Mitch Trubisky, I guess, has pulled off weirder things, uh, getting drafted as high as he did and. I don't think anyone really, with what he's done so far in the NFL, I don't think it exactly equals out to that. But ultimately, they've you know give it to give credit to Nagy and the Nagy Nagy. I really got to get better on these pronunciations. Bears coaches, Bears coaches and coaching staff are really just getting their stuff together and they're putting together a good you know a good stretch of football. Is that a little too late? Maybe. Um, they're you know really gonna want to win out if they want to put themselves in the wild card spot. You got. Very, very tough Vikings and Packers ahead of you. Um, so, I mean, realistically, I think Chicago has got a shot. But um, it's focusing on last night in general. If you just look at the passing attack, comparison of, you know, the comparison of Mitch Trubisky and Dak, uh, Dak had more completions. Dak had also a lot more attempts, uh, 27 of 49 for Dak for 23 to 31 for Trubisky. 244 passing yards for Trubisky. Uh, you know, he went about eight yards a pass. Three touchdowns, only one pick. Um, now, Dak, on the other hand, had 330 yards, 
Only one touchdown, though, and no picks. Um, so, I mean, yeah, no interceptions is great, but if you're throwing for 330 yards and no touchdowns, that's just punt after punt after punt to me. Um, and obviously I watched the game last night, and that's pretty much all it was for Dallas for a while. Um, came out kind of like they did against Buffalo. Looked great on their first drive and then just went flat. Uh, looked like a two-liter of soda that's been sitting in your fridge for two weeks. You open up the cap, it's a little bit of a sound, but you go to pour it and you drink it, and it's done. Um, it's just flat, no taste, and that's kind of what Dallas is leaving in the mouths of every NFL fan now. Which, it sucks because someone is going to have to win the NFC East. It's either going to be Dallas or Philly. Neither team deserves to win it, but one of them is going to have to. Um, and then you look at the rushing attack last night. Zeke and Montgomery were the leading rushers of each. Um, each team's quarterback was the second leading rusher. Um, Dallas only had two people rushing the ball, though, really. Uh, Zeke had 19 carries of 81 yards. Um, not a huge yardage night for Zeke. He punched in a couple of touchdowns. So, ultimately, you know, good scoring night if you have him in fantasy, which I'm playing against Zeke in fantasy, so I was not a fan of that. Um, but we'll get into what saved me later. Um, obviously, Allen Robinson put up a couple of touchdowns as well. So, uh, if you had a Allen Robinson-Zeke Elliott fantasy matchup last night like myself, you're okay. You're feeling pretty good. Um, Chicago's rushing attack, on the other hand, same kind of thing. Um, Montgomery had one more carry than Elliott. Only went five more yards. They had the exact same average yard uh, per carry, 4.3. Um, so really, you know, each team's rushing attack was pretty, you know, pretty on par yesterday. Um, Dak actually ran three times, only got a positive single yard. Um, Mitch Trubisky was kind of the exact opposite. Went 10 carries for 63 yards, six yards a carry, and a touchdown. So, I mean, is it out of the, you know, is it out of my mind to say that Mitch outran their own running back, Montgomery? No. Um, I think Montgomery, you know, still had a great game, but Mitch Trubisky just killed it on all all aspects of the game, which is not something you normally see from him. So uh, good for him. Um, but kind of like I was saying, in terms of what really saved me in terms of fantasy, each team's receiving core last night. So Amari Cooper ended up bringing in the one touchdown from Dak. Um, Allen Robinson ended up bringing in two touchdowns. So that's... That's where I got kind of bailed out yesterday. Um, I had Allen Robinson going up against Zeke, and Allen Robinson puts up 48 yards. Nothing crazy, um, but in a PPR league like myself, you got five catches. So there's five points right there, a couple of touchdowns. You're looking at about six points a touchdown, I believe he had. So 17 points off of uh, just receptions and touchdowns, and then he had 48 yards. So I think he ended up putting up about 20 points in a PPR league. That's not bad. Uh, five catches on eight targets. He actually led the team in targets, which is crazy. Um, I mean, it feels like Allen Robinson didn't really get that many passes, but I guess when you look at who they did pass to, three other targets to Holtz, four to Miller, four to Horstead, and everyone else kind of uh, had less than that other than Tariq Cohen had six targets. Um, he just, you know, it was spread out. Trubisky had 31 attempts. I guess if you're looking at it that way, uh, 25% of them just went up to Robinson, so... It's a pretty good target rate, and he pulled in two touchdowns, so I can't complain. Um, but ultimately, Dallas kind of gave that game away. They scored seven in the first quarter, like I said. Chicago put up nothing. Next few quarters, though, Chicago put up 17 in the second to Dallas a zero. Chicago put up seven in the third to Dallas a zero. And Dallas did put up 17 in the fourth, but Chicago still was able to get seven. So uh, ultimately, you know, Dallas kind of made a play at the end. I'd like to say that last touchdown they had was a little bit of a 
you know, of a garbage touchdown. It was a hell of a catch by Cooper. Uh, kind of looked like it just got dropped in like an absolute straight up, straight down dime. Um, but ultimately, Chicago got it done. Dallas kind of choked it. Um, and that brings me really to my next point of is, you know, are the Cowboys really choking away the NFC East? And I, you know, I think you could, I think it's not too out of there to say, yeah, um, Eagles aren't great. They're five and seven, second in the East. But even after losing to the Dolphins, you figure the Cowboys come out and beat Chicago tonight. It's over. Um, because at that point, the Eagles would realistically need to win out and also still hope Dallas loses, uh, maybe one more. Um, Eagles winning out would involve beating Dallas, but you know, at that case, if you all went out, Dallas still has that lead in the division, you don't know how that plays out. So now Dallas goes six and seven, Philly has a chance to beat the giants and go six and seven, have a record tie for the division. Um, then your last three games would be Redskins, Cowboys, Giants. And really, I know I said it was going to be a guaranteed win for the Dolphin or against the Dolphins. Um, but the Giants, Redskins, and Giants again should be three wins. That puts you at what is that? Nine and no, eight and seven. Uh, and then it's all going to come down to that game against Dallas and Philly on the twenty second. So, um, hell, I think we're in for a. I think we're in for a damn good finish to the season in the NFC East. Uh, I think the NFC East is absolutely garbage this year, but someone's got to win it, unfortunately. I was literally just saying today that every division's got to have a winner. I really wish this was a year that the NFC East did not. Um, Eagles do not deserve to win this at all. Really would love to see Carson Wentz get some playoff experience under his belt, but I don't. I just don't think it's going to happen, honestly. Um but, I mean, I, I don't think it's going to happen for them, and I'm just being a cynical fan because you see the games they've kind of lost where they had the opportunity to win, um, but then Dallas is throwing away all their games too. So uh, Dallas losing the game to the Bills, which obviously the Bills are legit, Bills are good, um, but then, the you know, you lose a game to a 6-6 six and six Chicago team that you if you beat them, they're not making the playoffs. You realistically just gave Chicago a chance to – hang around and be in the hunt. So, unfortunately, someone's got to win this division. I don't like it. I hope it's the Eagles. I think it will be the Eagles still. Um, I think it's ultimately going to come down to which which team performs less bad when the Eagles play the Cowboys. Um, I think each team is just kind of limping to the playoffs at this point, almost as if the teams want to give it away. Um, but, way you look at it is the Eagles have an 82% chance to win, according to ESPN, against the Giants this week. I mean, hey, you, you win this game, you're tied, and then you got three games left. One of them's against the team you need to put behind you to win the division. So if there's ever a time that Philly's going to string it together to, you know, to get to the playoffs, it's going to be now. It's got to be now. All right, two last really quick bits. Told you guys this is probably going to be a little bit of a shorter episode because I am feeling under the weather. A um, little bit of baseball news tying into the Washington Nationals play or playoffs. See, I already told you. Free agency. Steven Strasburg and Anthony Rendon, uh, two players that obviously were key cogs in the wheel, if you will, cogs in the well of the Nationals winning the World Series this year. Um, but already Mark Lerner, the owner, is coming out and saying that we're just really, and I quote, we really can only afford to have one of those two. Um, and that's kind of what I expected. I told my friends ever since ever since the Nationals won the World Series and free agency started, they're not getting both back. Um, personally, I would rather Rendon, 
Um, I think I would rather the Nationals let Strasburg walk than on you know than to let Rendon walk. Um, with the bullpen, I mean, you got still Scherzer and Corbin. Yeah, I mean, if you bring back Strasburg, you got a great one, two, three again, and pitching does win in the playoffs. You just got to hope you have the offense to get you there. Um, if Rendon walks, I could see the Nationals bringing in a Josh Donaldson, which I would love. I mean, it's still a great third base glove, third base bat. So, uh, Howie Kendrick came back on a one year deal today. Um, they signed, uh, I can't even remember his name, Wilmer Defoe, I think, for a one year deal. That's how insignificant that was to me as a fan. Um, you know, I guess it's good to have just a utility bat if you need them, but, uh, in terms of bringing these guys back, it looks like it's going to be the opposite of what I want. It looks like Nationals are most likely going to bring back Strasburg. Uh, all reports are saying that you know Nationals are the favorite to bring him back. Um, even with all the teams Strasburg's meeting with, he just doesn't plan on going anywhere. He's just waiting for you know the Nationals to give him the money. And it sounds like the Nationals are more than willing to. Um, it just doesn't sound like they're going to be willing to give both players a blank check. Uh, I think Strasburg's going to get the money he wants. I think Rendon's going to end up in Texas on the Rangers. Um, but, you know, I hope they prove me wrong. I hope they bring back both. And if they do, I think the Nationals have a really good chance to repeat um, because ultimately wouldn't be changing too, too much. I think Zimmerman's going to come back on a one year, if not just, a, you know, a two year deal at minimum um, or at, you know, maximum term, but minimum pay. Um, so realistically, hey, I guess we'll find out. But stay tuned because I will definitely be out breaking news or be out making noise on Twitter and Instagram stories for Trainwreck and everything like that as long as Nationals keep making news with Strasburg and Rendon. So stay tuned for that. That gets me really excited. I just, uh, I don't want to see Rendon go. I don't know. Just don't want to see him go. I think they're going to let him go. I think Strasburg's going to stay, which kind of sucks. Even though, you know, I love Strasburg, I would trade the two in a heartbeat. Last but not least, on to a little bit of Sabres talk. Sabres... 13, 11, and 5 going up against Vancouver tomorrow. Tomorrow is the 7th. Uh, Vancouver's got a similar record, 14, 11, and 4. I mean, realistically, Sabres have a chance to still stay, you know, in talks for the playoffs. You know, right now they're third in the Atlantic, 31 points tied with Florida. Um, I think they got a shot. I mean, the Sabres just really need to figure out what they're going to do and you know, start putting some defense around them. Uh, it's just not looking great when you watch them on the ice. They don't look like they're playing as one cohesive unit. When they win, they win great. Um, when they lose, it just doesn't look promising. Um, last five games, you got two against Calgary, two against Toronto, and the one game against the Devils. They lost both to Calgary. They split the games with Toronto, and then they blew out New Jersey 7-1. to So... Realistically, if you're a Sabres fan listening to this, which, let's be honest, most people listening to this are probably Buffalo or my family. I know my family doesn't really care about the Sabres, but I know you Buffalonians do. And I think they are very... How do I want to put this? I think they are very primed for a run at the playoffs. And you hear it here first, Maniac, you will be cutting your hair this year. It's going to happen. Folks, love y'all. Appreciate y'all. 47 Foot Friday. Tune in out. Don't forget, Amherst Pizza and Alehouse for tomorrow's Sabres game. See you later.